flinched at the sound of a knock at the door, urgent, pounding, insistent. Daniel grimaced. Is it him again, Mama? he said, before lowering his voice to a whisper. The bad man? I kissed his forehead, attempting to hide the fear rising in my chest. Don't worry, love, I said before standing. It's probably just Aunt Caroline. You stay here. I'll go see. I walked down the stairs and stood in the living room for a moment, frozen, trying to decide what to do. The knocking persisted, louder now, angrier. I knew who it was, and I knew what he wanted. I glanced at my purse, knowing there wasn't more than a dollar, maybe two, inside. Rent was due three weeks ago, and I'd been holding off Mr. Garrison with excuses. But now what? I'd spent my most recent paycheck on groceries and a new pair of shoes for Daniel. Poor boy. I couldn't expect him to fit into those baby slippers much longer. Knock. 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 The pounding mirrored the beat of my heart. I felt frightened. Trapped. The apartment took on the feeling of a cage. The walls around me might as well have been rusted wire. What am I going to do? Reflexively, I looked down at my wrist. Ever since Daniel's father had presented me with the most exquisite object I'd ever laid eyes on, I'd cherished the gold chain inlaid with three delicate sapphires. That night, at the Olympic Hotel... I'd been a guest, not a maid wearing a black dress and white apron. As I opened the little blue box and he dangled the bracelet over my wrist, for the first time I felt like someone who was born to wear such finery. It almost seemed silly then to think I could have... Well, I closed my eyes tightly as the pounding at the door continued. I began to unhook the clasp, then shook my head. No, I would not hand it over to him. I would not give up that easily. Instead, I pulled the bracelet higher on my forearm, tucking it safely under the sleeve of my dress. I'd find another way. I took a deep breath and walked slowly to the door, where I unlatched the lock reluctantly. The hinges creaked, revealing Mr. Garrison in the hallway outside. He was a large man, in both stature and girth. It was easy to see why Daniel feared him so. His stern face was all but covered by a gray, unkempt beard. Only ruddy, pockmarked cheeks and dark, unkind eyes shone through. His breath smelled of gin, piney and sour signaling that he'd come up from the saloon on the floor below. The strict reign of prohibition hadn't yet ended, but most police looked the other way in this part of town. "'Good evening, Mr. Garrison,' I said as sweetly as I could. He inched closer, wedging his large, steel-toed boot in the doorway. "'Save the formalities,' he said. "'Where's my money?' Please, let me apologize, sir, I began in a faltering voice.
I know I've been late on rent. It's been a very hard month for us, and I... You told that story last week, he said without emotion. He pushed past me and made his way into the kitchen, where he helped himself to the small loaf of bread I'd just pulled from the oven. My dinner. He opened the icebox and frowned when he didn't find a crock of butter. I'll ask you once more, he continued, his cheeks stuffed, his eyes narrowed. Where's my money? I clutched the bracelet as my gaze darted past him to the wall, with its scuffed baseboards and peeling paint. What can I tell him now? What can I do? He let out a deep, throaty laugh. Just as I thought, he said. A thieving liar.